0: hello and welcome back to this special episode of the level cap podcast because brad is away and marco shall play (laughs) and otherwise
1: why is that always your intro why is it always your intro oh i'm back by the way if you don't know oh, who yeah. I am my name my name is Karen Seki Jemski I'm lead developer on PTO and client developer on BCO
0: Yes and he is also my friend Yes
1: that's that's good you're my friend too Marco that's good
0: Oh man wonderful so why is that always my intro? Because Brad and I spent the first five episodes of this podcast trying to think of an intro, and I always ended up saying otherwise, and then I guess that stuck. <laughs> and now Brad's trying to do different intros, and then he doesn't let me do the intros sometimes, so I just sneak in otherwise at the end.
1: A little bit, a little bit of a fact. Um, I, I listen to the podcast for a few reasons, but um, I, I'm an avid listener just for Brad because he reveals things. And so I know what I'm working on the next two weeks because he'll say it on the podcast. I'll be like, oh, okay, I've got to do this. <laughs> so this
0: is, the, you listening to the podcast, it's kind of like Brad, like like you knowing what Brad wants you to do before Brad gets into a meeting with you to tell you what you need to do.
1: So, so like, for example, uh, I think it's last podcast. Um, so we were scheduled to release Evil Hikaru in BCO. And then he's like on the podcast. He's like, "We're releasing an Nath." I'm like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no!"
0: <laughs> but so did I've he actually listen he, to it? Did he actually message you or something, telling you that it should be a Nath?
1: No, I always find out on the podcast what I'm doing. So <laughs> <laughs> that means if we ever wait, what what
0: are you gonna do now, Cameron? This podcast yeah. doesn't have Brad in it. How are you going to listen to this podcast next week? And then suddenly you're like, oh man, I can't. Oh, oh. Then you don't know what to do. And then you get no work done. How about that? But now it's just a reminder. <laughs> it's like a got reminder it, for... I can... Okay, I guess. I guess. <laughs> so everyone, welcome to the Level Cap podcast, a special episode. Brad's is currently away on a trip. Um. It's going to be a wonderful episode, even without Brad, you know. Uh, I promise, please don't leave. Um, but but seriously, uh, we're going to be doing our usual segments. We're also going to be talking to Cameron about some cool stuff uh, in Cameron's segment. Uh, but before we get to that, let's start with our first and very, very important segment. What have you been doing? So, Cameron, I personally, as the host of this
1: podcast, would like to politely ask you, what have you been doing this week? Well... I was going to reveal more stuff in the pipeline when we talk about it a little bit more, but. Hey, I've hey been... oh, 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 stop.
0: Don't talk about the thing you'll talk about in the pipeline, and don't talk about work. Oh. What, what you've been doing is all about the stuff you do in your off time,
1: though knowing you, you
0: have none.
1: Um, yeah. Uh. uh I've been buying board games? Wait, what? I thought you didn't play board games, Mr. No-Gem-Ski. Uh, so, so, me and my son sat down and we said, we're going to plan out our perfect board game. Like, exactly, because I'm buying a 3D printer and I thought I could print off miniatures and do all this stuff. And um, as per Brad's recommendation. And so, me and my son sat down and we were just writing down this like pages and pages of ideas. Anyway, I looked up online to try to find some inspiration for what, um, what would work in a sense, like what people have done, and it turned out there was already a board game exactly down to the spec that we designed.
0: Nice. What was it? What was this board game? Uh,
1: Arena, Arena of the Planeswalkers by Magic the Gathering slash Hasbro.
0: Um, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that for sale in some of my local hobby shops. How is it? Did you get it
1: already? I, I got one part of it, because when I saw the game and I learned the mechanics exactly how we planned it, uh, there's a few differences. Like, we thought that if you're on a raised height, you should get one range, but in uh, Arena of the Planeswalkers, if you're on raised height, you should get uh, one extra attack. Like, uh, Anakin, I have the high ground kind of thing. So <laughs> It's over, <laughs> Anakin. So, like, th- there's a slight differences, but... I, I already knew how to play the game without even reading the rule book. Literally. So it was it was really good. So I just went out and bought every expansion it had in the base game and the all the expanded base game versions. And I got one of them today. Uh no no, sorry, yesterday. And I'm expecting the rest to arrive tomorrow and uh, I can't wait to have fun with that. Um it looks great.
0: Oh man, is your is your son excited? I mean like Is yeah, your son yeah,
1: excited it, at least? yeah, he, we were like, I showed him a video of it and he's like, this is just what we did. And was nice. was so surprised that the only difference is in ours too, uh, we had enchantments that had durability. So like armor would take damage when you got hit, but in theirs, it's more like if you get hit, then you remove it. So it's really, uh, yeah. so it was exactly the same, just different, like in that sort of sense. And, it's really good. Like I'm so happy that they've designed it. It's a bit of a shame that they've discontinued it, but I, I think I can have some fun with the army building and deck building aspect anyway, with what they've got. Yeah, is,
0: is the is the is the deck built is it like a deck of cards that you draw from? Is that it?
1: Uh there's two. So there's um an army builder where you've got five hundred points to build a um five hundred points to build a, a miniature army, army. Of figurines. Yeah, yeah. So figurines, and then you've got your side deck, which is um spells. You've though, got two hundred points. Yeah, spells, enchantments, trap cards, all that sort of stuff. And it's the same Magic the Gathering flavor where you've got say red, and you've got to have red cards. But there are a few dual typed um, what's it called? Uh, Planeswalkers. Planeswalkers, which are yeah, yeah, which are the leaders, and um, so you can mix and match your deck and uh. It just looks really good. It's based off a game called Heroescape, and that terrain uh, is amazing. I see. Yeah, it's, I see. it's yeah, it's great.
0: Oh man, it reminds me of um, what you're talking about really reminds me of a game, Mage Wars. It, it reminds me of Mage Wars too. Actually, that entire game, um, Duel of Planeswalkers, Walkers, reminds me of Mage Wars. So that's pretty fun.
1: Well, I'm gonna um, have to pick that up, game up too, then because that sounds good.
0: Yeah, I think the, the cool thing about um mage wars in my opinion is the way they do the deck, because there's no deck. You just have a oh. you have a thing called a spell book, and what actually happens is the game comes with its own binders. Card binders? Oh. And your deck is actually just the cards you put in that binder. Because you're a mage and it's your spell book. Uh oh, ah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's instead really of cool. like Instead of having a deck, you literally have to sift through this binder of spells you have and pick out the cards, aka the spells that you want to cast. It's a pretty interesting thing. I, I like that.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That sounds good. Hey. I'll, I'll check it out once, as soon as the podcast is done. I'm going to go Google it and try and get a yeah. copy if it's if it's in my interest.
0: Yes, you should. Okay, um, Cameron. What, what has, what? Oh, what have you been oh. doing, Marco? Oh my gosh. You know, in the docket here, it says, I'm going to talk about K-pop. Yeah, I see that. Let's not. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's not talk about K-pop. Instead, I'm going to talk about a new thing I've been watching on Netflix. I just finished the first season of a Netflix TV show called Troll Hunters. Troll Hunters? Yes. What does it entail? Uh, it entails hunting, trolls, uh, it's, um, it's a DreamWorks animated Monster of the Week kind of series, so, if, like, if you've liked shows like Danny Phantom or, um, in fact, like, any of the superhero cartoon shows that are out now, so, like, Danny Phantom, Ben 10, uh, just insert any cartoon show that you've ever watched that has teenagers who lead secret double lives and have superpowers. That's basically what it is. Um, It's really interesting because of one thing, though. Because that entire thing is actually made slash produced slash directed by Guillermo del Toro um, of Pan's Labyrinth and Shape of Water fame, I think. Did Guillermo del Toro do Shape of Water? I'm pretty sure (laughs) he did. It, 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 It seems very much like him. Ah uh, yep, story by watch... Guillermo del Toro. There you go.
1: I need to so... watch more shows, I think. Oh my gosh,
0: it's a really good show. I mean like it's literally for kids like 7 years old or something, but it's compelling. I... Um it actually tackles issues that I didn't think they would tackle on kids shows, so it tackles issues of like deadbeat parents and like relationships between parents and their kids in mature and really surprisingly poignant ways. That isn't just like oh my parents don't understand and my parents are old-fashioned and know nothing and stuff like that. So it's it's pretty interesting. Um, I really like the set set of characters. I guess Uh, I, you know, there's always like the comic relief character, and then there's like that girl the main character likes. And you you've watched these shows before. You know what they are. Yeah, definitely. I think, the, I think the Guillermo del Toro touch is the world that they create. I mean, like, there's an entire world of trolls living underground. And, um, for example, the reason they don't go above ground is because trolls are like vampires, I guess. Because sunlight literally kills them. So, like, there's this entire um, lore and mythos that they created. And it's really wonderful. I really like the universe. I really like the show. The animation is... I'd give it, like, a 7 out of 10. It's not, like, the best animation I've seen, but it's serviceable, passable, uh, and the character designs are really great because they really leverage on that um, cartoony aspect, like, the main character's, like, really tall and lanky, and his best friend's, like, really short and pudgy, and then the only, co- quote-unquote, correctly proportioned person is the girl, so... Uh, it's, oh. it's pretty cool. I like the concept. Maybe your kids can watch it. I don't know. It's pretty family friendly.
1: The, the thing about it is though, I sit there. I probably laugh the most at like the kids shows because as, uh, I don't know if people know, but I've got four kids all under, well, my elder, eldest son is, uh, pretty old, but, um, my youngest son is only four years old and, um. He loves Peppa Pig and Ben and Holly, and I think I laughed the most at, <laughs> at Ben and Holly and Peppa Pig, like just how silly it is. Like the humor, the dry humor. Oh, it's just so good. I love kids shows. Yeah. It's so good. Oh my gosh, you remember?
0: Uh, I don't know if you know this scene from Peppa Pig, but there was like a scene where um an episode where Peppa tries to whistle, but she can't.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, and then whistles. she. <laughs> and then she calls her.
0: And then she calls her friend, right, going like, "I'm sad that I can't whistle." And then the friend's like, "I can't whistle either." And then she's like, "Really? What's whistling?" says the friend. And then she goes like, "It's when you put your lips together and blow." You mean like this? And then the friend whistles. And then Peppa just hangs up. <laughs>
1: Doesn't skip the beat. <laughs> it just hangs up the phone. <laughs> Yeah, that's the sort of stuff I watch it for. That, that was Susie Sheep, the sheep she was talking to. Is Susie Sheep, and she just whistles. Yeah, that was a great episode too. Uh, the it's mere fact so that you know
0: all of the character names is amazing to me.
1: <laughs> I know every episode off my heart. I think I've we've got every DVD of Peppa Pig and Men and Holly. Uh, Wait a minute, funny.
0: Peppa Pig has a set number of episodes. I, I, what? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's over. Oh, got it's seasoned. Uh I know. No, I've got everyone made up until now. Like does that make sense? Like so far that what they've made.
0: I see. How many episodes of Peppa Pig are there in total?
1: Oh heaps. Hundred something. A hundred
0: something? Are you telling me there's yeah. more episodes of Peppa Pig than Dragon Ball? <laughs>
1: uh possibly, yeah. Because you gotta remember it's only a ten minute show and they animate oh. it with like flash or something.
0: Yeah. It does kind of look like think- carbohydrate. I mean, that was the point, right? They look like cardboard cutouts
1: or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow, we got into the Peppa Pig. How did we get this far, Marco? <laughs> we,
0: we we have we have strayed away from the correct path. So let's
1: end this segment. You know, that's what we've been doing.
0: Um, apparently, Cameron just watches Peppa Pig the entire time. Uh, <laughs> for this next segment, I like to call it. Um, our special character of the week, our character of the week for this week is Cameron himself. Cameron, what do you want to talk about on this episode of the podcast? Uh, talk about anything you want that's related to level 99 games, news, or otherwise.
1: So, so as people know, I got announced that Anath would be getting released on the podcast. So I've been preparing her for BCO release. Um, BCO update is huge this week. Uh, not this week, it's coming out, um, on the 7th of May, 8th of May, around that time anyway.
0: Happy birthday to it me! It is,
1: absolutely. Oh, is it your birthday? On the 5th of May. Oh, around then. We'll, we'll make a note in the patch for you. Um. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay.
0: So, so, what's, uh, what's happening in this patch? Why is it so huge? Um,
1: Um, So basically every game that's been played in BCO and continue to be played in BCO is forming the AI for the server. So if you've lost to a pair with another pair, um, that would have been recorded and the AI is going to do that to you again. So um, it's, uh, it's a brain version of what we've been doing. So every human has been inputting to the AI and it's just crazy insane. Uh, Chad, the server engineer has been working on it for a long time now, but, um, we only recently decided to start making it a reality. Um, how it's going to work is you're going to choose one of your fighters. Uh, so I don't know if we're doing it, like take this with a pinch of salt because we don't know exactly how it's going to work, but either you can choose, um, one of your fighters that you own and you can verse it against one of the fighters that you don't own or it's going to be the reverse. You can choose one that you don't own like practice mode and verse it against something that you do own or it could be both or neither. So so I don't know like it's hard to explain how the menu is going to form just yet because we haven't got to the stage of developing the menu for the game for the AI yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, we've done the mock-ups and the screenshots of how we want it to look and stuff, but the actual functionality of it, we don't know yet. Because there's a lot of reasons why, but um, there's just a reason, like, simply we don't know if we should allow (laughs) it. Because then you you think about it from a standpoint of logistics, Um, then you just play people you don't own for you know, you're versing pretty much human AI anyway. So it's basically like playing a game with characters you don't own. Does that does that make sense, Mario?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean like the AI is not bad. Like, it's barely yeah. noticeable. Especially in a game like BattleCon where um what do you call this? A game like Battlecon where the quote unquote AI all has to do is select two cards. So
1: Yeah you know. yeah that's right, that's right. And it just has to do an option or two. Um, it's really... So it's it's hard to explain what we will do, but uh, the AI is the huge update. Uh, we fixed a lot of bugs mid-patch. Not many people knew about this, actually. But we released an update without anyone knowing that fixed a few bugs uh, with Mikhail. There was a certain crash. Uh,
0: <laughs> we, uh, and, what's so funny? I'm sorry. You just reminded me of the McHale bug that happened
1: on stream. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We f- we fixed that. Actually, that bug was serious. So um, we fixed that within about three or four hours. We we I I saved the game because I was watching it live, and I saw it happen. And so I went into my dashboard for the server and I saved the game so we could look and review over what happened. And um yeah, we fixed that within like. Two hours of that happening.
0: So Cameron, can you please
1: explain what
0: happened? Like maybe some people who are watching haven't seen it or haven't um, oh. seen the VOD or the stream. What happened?
1: Uh, so uh, a pl- person um, was playing Mikhail on stream, and they did something, and it turned every single style they had into hallowed. It wasn't even just. It wasn't even just um, his discard pile either, I don't think. It was his whole hand was hollow. Nice. <laughs> My whole so hand is hollow. So his whole kit was hollow. Like, uh, I think even Switch was hollow too. Oh, and man. So, Opie, 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 Opie. <laughs> so, and they all functioned the same as hollow. So it wasn't just like Switch just had a different image. They're actually hollow. So all he could play was hollow. The card hollow. <laughs> Is it hollowed? Or hollowed.
0: H a l l o w e d. Hollowed. Okay.
1: Hollowed. Hollowed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like so hollowed. Yeah, that, that was. Ah, oh, oh, English. <laughs> um. So we we had this crash with Mikhail where he did fancy stuff when he did not anti a seal, and very rarely, and I, I'm saying this very 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 rarely. He would crash a game when he attacked. Uh, we fixed that. Then we fixed all the quests not being given out to certain people. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a midday patch. And so people were so excited that they got their quests back and they could start making easy gold again. Um, and then we started preparing for the next one. So we actually did do a patch in between. But that's this update's taken a lot longer. But we have done a patch in between. But we just haven't released a fighter in between. Um, yeah, I see. Uh, as as I think I've said, uh, Anath will be next um, as the fighter. Uh, y- yes, as Brad said on the podcast, uh, I think it was last week or I don't know when it was, but he said Anath was supposed to be a BCO exclusive, but um, BCO was taking too long to come out, so they made it a promo so people mm-hmm. could use their codes. Yep. So... So we have done some revisions on Anath, I'm pretty sure, and that's uh, Daniel doing revisions on that. Um and even Evil Hikaru is next planned one after Anath, which I I kinda like. And but the main news of the pipeline is that Brad put me back onto PTO. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Yeah. He's like he's like um when I when I said it I was like cheering, I'm like, Yes! Finally, you know, like clapping and stuff and he, he's like, Don't sound too excited to get back onto PTO, you know <laughs> Like like I've been dreaming of this day my whole life. But um <laughs> but yeah, so I'm back on PTO. I'm doing PTO part time and BCO part time. So I think I do about uh two or three days of BCO or and three or four days of PTO now. And oh my I decided I decided to um, start doing the server from scratch from all the stuff I've learned from BCO and Chad because he's just absolutely amazing um, how he sets things up. And I thought, you know what? If, if P- PTO can do this, then we could actually have a serious contender for a game where we can just easily patch clients without needing to re-roll things and just do updates within instance like for example I don't know if people know but Marco actually works on PTO as a bouncer slash my guru if I want to do something yep. um, so like I'll say to Marco uh, should I do this and he'll say yes or no basically so I answer to Marco in that sense Yay, <laughs> I'm useful and um, so for example Marco can go into this website instantly change or nerf a card or buffer card for that reason, patch it out, and people won't even know until they log in, relog the client. Oh, so, wow, that's um, going to be so good. Yeah, so I've been working on that, and I so far I've spent, like, about I don't know, five days on PTO v2, and I've already pretty much finished. The only thing I've got left to do is move and attack. And then I've rewrote PTO in their new version.
0: Oh, man. So, do, do you have all the new keywords you?
1: Like... Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, so I've only got three functions at the moment because I'm setting it up as a trigger function system. And so all I've got is adjust stat, um, draw card, and um, I've got uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, form shift. Because the hardest leader to program, people won't believe this, but the hardest leader to program in PTO is Calistar. Because Calistar removes all the buffs then re- applies new buffs depending on if they're the first player or not, which is tack three first player and armor one if they're the second player. Now, it doesn't sound huh. that hard, but in PTO v1, that was near impossible to do. That's why I programmed Callista first. Um, oh. So, so, okay. yeah, Callista was really tricky. Everyone else was super easy compared to Callister. And it, it, it's just mind-boggling why that took me so long to do.
0: Here's a question for so, you.
1: Um, yeah. Which leader is the easiest to code? Easiest to code? It'd have to be something like... Lysandra was really, really easy. Because, basically, I just made a variable called free recruit. And on summon of Lysandra, it gives free recruit to this player... And so you could just... And then I just, on summon, check for free recruit. If it has free recruit, don't take an action. That was probably the easiest one. Um, I see.
0: Huh. So,
1: like, framework-wise. But easiest using the engine, without making another thing, would probably be summoning, like... Definitely not Kage. But, uh, like, where you give a Vanguard... Um, armor two or whatever it was, and intercept and um, death proof. Something like yeah, and death proof. Uh, probably something like Hikaru, where it gives everyone three strength. Or uh, sorry, it's nerfed. Um, <laughs> two strength, two strength, uh, two strength, two strength, two strength. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Hikaru was really pretty simple to do. It's basically like on summon, give strength three. Basically.
0: Yeah. So two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do.
1: <laughs> oh, two. sorry two 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 sorry <laughs> it's
0: okay cameron um, we understand it's been a while
1: yeah i keep thinking kalis strength three why haven't we nerfed her yet jesus because oh. she doesn't always have strength three <laughs> that's the point <laughs> um but yeah so that's what i've been working on uh it's been great i, I, lo- I love getting back to pto and going back to my ccg roots And stuff um it's it's always fun to wake up in the morning and go i can work on pto this morning i mean don't get me wrong i love working on bco i love the team i love everything about it but pto is more of my creation than brad's like brad obviously gave me the license to make it and but i said maybe we should make it a ccg maybe we should make it constructed and because originally the plan was that he wanted to just do it draft every time, so you'd just select which series you wanted. Oh, okay. But, um, so, so you'd like queue in with Pixel Tactics one, but um, and, and Brad did want to do a constructed version, but we ended up just going full constructed, and he pretty much gave me free reign on PTO, which is as a game developer is just so much fun. To experiment with things, mm-hmm. so I thank Brad for that.
0: Give oh my god! Speaking of speaking of free reign, Cameron. Earlier today, we just spent like an hour or something talking about PTO strategies with Icy Drake. Shout out to Icy Drake, by the way, the best PTO player we have on the server. Um, it's it's <laughs> crazy, man. Like I'm so excited. I mean, as much as you enjoy it, again, like get don't get me wrong, I love BCO. Like, Battlecon is, like, probably my top board game of all time. But being able to do... ah, Man, there's just something about CCGs. I really love deck building. And PTO is a deck builder's paradise. Literally, the entire game's thing is there are no deck restrictions outside of 30 cards and duplicates of two.
1: Outside of that, like, any card can go into any freaking deck. Yeah. Actually, didn't I bring up the factions thing? I, I I came to you and said, maybe we should do factions. And you're just like, no, that just ruins the whole game. I mean, it doesn't pretty...
0: ruin the whole game. But more of like, it makes the game significantly like weirder and like totally different. Because that means we'd have to figure out which faction does what. And how do we give each faction an identity. And then aside from that, we can't do it and it will ruin the game. Because we don't have enough cards to support that.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, in the future, like, when you had 100 or 200 cards, then you'd think about, like, making control or what leaders. But I guess that's that's the cool thing about PTO is that you can have the most controlling leader and you can make it into the most aggro deck and then somehow you've got a mid-range deck. Do you know what oh, I mean? yes, like, of course. Oh, my God. Like so like just the the flexibility that that pto gives is just so good and and, and do you know what i really love about pto is the customization you know like the card backs the lands you know you can build an army with a theme it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. a deck it's it's more like my army
0: oh my gosh it's too true it's too true you know um i'm not really a fluff guy but you know me i like I always like coming in with the gear card back. Um, yeah, <laughs> isn't that, that the pre alpha card back? Yes, exactly. I, I I use it because my username is like mechanic critic, right? Like I'm a mechanic, oh, so yeah, I use that that's card cool. back. Right? Making I use the special level card nine back. staff one. Oh, I use staff one. <laughs> wait, don't you have the staff one? I should, I'll, I'll give it to you. No, no, I do, I do, I do. I just prefer oh, the okay. gear, I just prefer the gear one because you know. Is me. I it's, think we
1: should. Or what? It's yeah. me. I, I mean, like. I think we should make like a card backs to honor, like some people that have stayed so truthful to the PTO community. Make an I mean, ice dragon. Would, yeah. Like an ice dragon one and like not make them promos or anything like that. Like just give them out. Do you know what I mean? Like card yeah. backs should, should just be like, just given out. Like maybe we should make it spend 10 gold and get this card back. It's a memorial for someone. You know what I mean? Don't like, say memorial, because that... That, that makes it sound oh, like... not memorial, I'm sorry. <laughs> Honor,
0: sorry, it's Memorial Day in Australia. Out.
1: It's Memorial Day in Australia. I don't know why. Every shop's closed. It's That's why I didn't huh. get my board games today. I um, see. Uh, but yeah... Um, but, like, a tribute to how long ICS stick around, how long Bane stick r- stuck around. And just, like, there's so many people that have just stuck around for months and months just waiting on me to pick up PTO again. So, I really treasure them. I really treasure all our communities. Um, and, and it's great, because they make me feel so warm and welcome sometimes. Oh, Most of the time, that... I should say.
0: Well, all the time for me. Um Let's yeah. not forget some of the new people that came in. Like, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Is it like Bjorn Fort? Bjorn, Bjorn Fort? Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know. If... Ah. Uh, yeah, oh. but Bjorn Fort, you know, great. I We're so happy to have you in our community as well. Uh, PTO is yeah. not as big as um, BCO just yet. Uh, I think we have no. like significantly less users, but then again, it's not actually out yet ish. Uh, hmm. So, you know, we're going to get there, Cameron. We're going to get there, the two of us, you and me together. We're going to balance the cards, put them out, and make sure that we have a project that people enjoy. Uh, This is going to pull a significantly different crowd from BCO anyway. Um, So let's see if we can stand beside the giants that are
1: Hearthstone and Shadowverse and Duelist, I guess. I think our main competition is Duelist in that sense. That's a strategy card game. But... um. To be fair, I, I'm not I'm not saying Duelist is bad, but I don't like the hand limit in Duelist. It's it's one of the one things I didn't like about it. And that's what I love about PTO is that there's no I, hand limit. Well, past. no, wait.
0: Hey, let's not be insane here. There is a hand limit. It's like, what, 15 cards, which is half your entire deck.
1: Oh, that's right. I nerfed it because that one person created like 256 copies of a card in his hand, didn't he? Yep, and then he overflowed the hand size, and then that
0: gave him negative cards or something, right? Like it, it Yeah, bugged it was something the- like that. It bugged the game. Shoutouts to my friend Icon, he was the one who did that. He literally spent yeah. an hour just using doppelgangers to duplicate priestesses into his hand so that he would get above like two hundred something uh cards in his hand it crashed the, it didn't crash the game but it was running at like what 2 fps at that point or something yeah, yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> that was crazy that was crazy so yeah um that's the pipeline Cameron and I just kind of geeked out about PTO um are we expecting more cards from PTO Cameron for PTO I mean um, or is it just going to be architecture for, are we just trying to get PTO V2 out then we'll worry about new cards
1: uh so if i get PTO V2 out um, you will be able to add a card in approximately three minutes and patch it out to everyone. It'll take you. All you need to do is fill in, say, this triggers on this and that functions does that. And then you just press, okay, and it sends it out to all the clients and then they'll have the card in theirs. So, uh, yes, we can definitely add new cards. 100%. It's oh not my hard. Gosh. It's gonna be
0: great. We're finally gonna be able to add the wrestler card that won that contest. So that's gonna be great. Yeah. Oh man, that wrestler card is pretty cool too. It has a really cool effect. Yeah. So. Yep. We gotta do that. Oh, we gotta do that. All right. So that pretty much does it for the pipeline segment. And we're gonna move on to our 99 questions segment. The segment where Cameron and I do our very best to capture the essence of your question, process it in our sultry bakery shop therefore giving us the mighty bread of questioning which we will then consume and feed to our young ones and they will gain the ultimate knowledge to deliver the answers straight from their lips into your wonderful ears
1: (laughs) I love these this is great (laughs) these intros Ah oh, yes,
0: welcome oh. to the Ninety Nine Questions segment, where I, your host Margaret Santos, will now ask Cameron and myself some questions submitted by you from the community. And yes, I do never, I never plan those intros; it it just comes to me. Something possesses me. I think it's the spirit of ingenuity. So number w- number one, what character in Battlecon do you think is the least fun to fight against? Hmm. Cameron, you have some um, Battlecon experience. What do you think?
1: I've got very minimal Battlecon experience Battlecon experience. Uh so I only really play Brad. And me and Brad play so he can say, I don't like this, I like this, kind of thing, right? But sure. Brad once versed versed me with Rook York. And he was using reload every three turns as a second dodge. Mm-hmm. we dodge as, as as well as dodge so every two two out of three turns he was dodging all my attacks mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say Rook York, and I, j- I just said to Brad I said to Brad because I'm just terrible I'm not that great at Battlecon but I just said to Brad how is this just not that overpowered and he turns to me and he says you're just pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, well, okay, you know, like, th- that's fair enough. But, um, yeah, so he was treating them as dodges. And so I'm like, wow, a character with two dodges. And then I think I played someone with Rookiuk after that, and they just wiped me with it. I think it was Elephant I played after, and they perfected me or something. I'm just like, well, well okay. <laughs> well, also, to be so fair, I, it's Elephant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I, I'd say uh, uh, Rookiuk definitely is the least fun. Just from that one experience was... So I've got to say look. What about yeah. you, Marco?
0: Uh, well, you're not going to appreciate this because you don't really play a lot. Uh, at least not as much as some of the fans that we have, right? I mean, like, come on. Elephant is like, oh, so many games. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> I probably really dislike fighting against Thasala from Fate. She's just... uh So Thasala's a ca- oh, Cameron... Because is a character. Is that the who asks, bugs? No, no, no. It's, that's bugs Kajia. Target? That's Kajia.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, go Thassal is on. the one with the
0: evolution board. So, um, so think about this, Cameron. Like, you're the guy who codes some of the stuff in PTO, right? At BCO, yeah. BCO, BCO, BCO.
1: Yeah, so yeah. You co- I still you code, code every effect that you see.
0: All right. So, so, yeah. so Im- try implementing this character, okay? Tessala has an evolution board at the start of the game. Yeah, exactly. Tessala basically has a talent tree, alright? Yeah. And the talent tree spreads into four different corners. And in each quarter of the board is around 10 spaces. So she basically has a board with 40 or something spaces on it. Just think about that, alright? Keep that in mind. Uh Every turn... Every turn, she can put a, th- a marker on one of the spaces. And whatever that space says, she gets that bonus.
1: Oh, God. That's like a few days' work. That's crazy.
0: So, she can do that. Oh, oh but wait, Cameron, there's more. Oh, no. She has styles that allow her to remove markers from her board. But the markers don't have... So, for example, she goes three spaces deep into a quadrant... Then she can remove the second marker. So suddenly, she has one marker, an empty space, and then a marker that's just there.
1: Uh, Wait, wait, that... Wait. That's, like, really tricky to implement. Like, she'd need a whole custom thing just for her. Yes. So... Why do,
0: I, why do I hate this character? Number one. So it's basically impossible to plan around what the heck she's going to do, right? Because it's like one of the antis is like plus four power. The other one is plus four priority. The other one is attacks can't hit you this beat. And they're like they're all so vastly different that you just can't play around what she'll do. So it just feels like oh, wow. you can't predict what the hell she's doing. Uh I hate it. Also she has one of the most broken finishers in the game. So there you go. Slaughterhouse. More broken looks. Okay, Slaughterhouse. Range one, power three, priority four. Start of beat. Place a marker on an empty slot on the board. Gain the effects.
1: Oh jeez. So it's so like not- literally near impossible to play around in that sense.
0: Yeah, and it's start of beat. So remember um yeah. So, sort of, it means she sees your attack bear before she has to do the effect? Yeah, so, it's like, if she's getting beat, she just soaks. Yep, Jeez. or if if you're faster than her... No, she's faster than you. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, Cameron, I'm gonna literally send you the what the board looks like right now. Just check your... Check your... Oh. Check our chat.
1: Yeah, just... just wait, 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 Oh, God. <laughs> I would not like to do this, in, like, implementing this in... Um. BTO. It'd have to be, like, custom UA kind of thing. Like, I don't know how it would be implemented. Yep. I mean, the stats-wise is pretty simple to do, but, like, the actual UI to show you where it's placed and stuff, well, that's not easy to do.
0: <laughs> yep. Wow. Also, I, I failed to realize this, but the the quadrants aren't actually symmetrical. Like, they're no. symmetrical in which spaces there are, but the paths connecting the spaces aren't symmetrical.
1: Yeah, they're just like, they could go either way. Oh my gosh, whatever, man.
0: I dislike dislike playing against the Sala. There you go, question asker. Question answered. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for the next question, Cameron? Sure. All right. Is there a theme you haven't seen in a board game that you want to see in a board game?
1: I don't really play board games. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't really play board games, even though I'm trying to get into it working for level 99, you know, try out different board games, but I'm very picky with them. However, I don't know if this exists, but I would like it to exist. But a miniature game based around Ragnarok theme, like the death of Norse gods, I I, I think that would be really
0: cool. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a game like that. You know what, listeners? If you know the name of the game, and if you have a game in mind that fits Cameron's description, please tell us in the comment section down below so Cameron can go buy it.
1: Yeah, yeah, tell me so I can go buy it because I I'd like to do it. I'm trying to get buy more board games. Like I was going to go to my local board game store and just pick up something, just just for the sake of picking it up and adding to my. Because I've got like a full um bench of stuff. uh sorry, bookcase of stuff, but it's all just level ninety nine products. Like I even got doubles of level ninety nine products. Oh
0: man! So I'm trying to
1: fill it out. I'm trying to fill it out with more stuff than just level ninety nine products. So. So, yeah, if you do know, comment it, please, because I read the comments and I will answer it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: So, um, I guess for
0: me, is there a theme you haven't seen in a board game that you want to see? I'm, I I don't think anybody has done this, but I want someone to make a true-to-life MMO board game that's not <laughs> on the computer. <laughs> I want someone to make an MMO board game that's, like, you just play it on a table with your friends at home.
1: Oh, wait, so, like, so it's an actual tabletop, like, board game, but it's, like, on a table with a screen?
0: No, 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 no. It's just a regular board game, but the theme is multiplayer online RPG. It's an MMO board game.
1: And, well, isn't that like World of Warcraft board game then?
0: No, 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 no. No. Because the World of Warcraft <laughs> board game is just Warcraft the board game. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, like they that's say that's it's, the wor- it's the World of Warcraft, yes. But it doesn't play or feel like an MMO. It's just the world of the MMO. But it's not an MMO game.
1: So, explain the mechanic then, Marco. Like, I'm failing to see how this would work.
0: I don't know. But I want, I'm curious. So, so I'm curious. what are the defining characteristics of an MMO game? Uh, number one, creating... Uh, grinding, that's one, right? Number yeah, two, grinding, getting yeah. into guilds and raids, right? Or, like, um, okay. unlocking new jobs, new classes, grinding for loot, um, finding secrets on the map, doing... Uh, quests, whatever, right? So, I don't know, maybe there's like a mechanic or something like um that has you grind like the game <laughs> Okay, this sounds dumb, but what if it actually took five real life hours to do something in the game? Or something <laughs> uh... <laughs> or, or something like that. Or um What if there was a cool system wherein you had a character sheet or something that was compatible with any copy of the game? That way, if you went over to somebody's house who has a copy of the game, you can, quote unquote, import your character into the game easily and then, like, do a raid with them, right? So what if it's not, like, a board with a set um, map or whatever? What if it was a system that allowed you to create raids, create encounters and whatever and the main goal of this mmo board game is that you you can play certain things by yourself to grind your character but that you only do that so that when you meet up with your friends on the weekends you can all do the really hard raid that takes four people to do right? So at home, when you're by yourself, you can play it alone and grind, but then when you meet up with your friends, you guys party and try to take on the bigger content in the game. So it kind of feels, like it captures that MMO experience of, like, you play by yourself, but you can't do any of the big content on your own, right? So, like, that's the beauty of the oh MMO goodness. to me, right? And So, so there's yeah. the grinding aspect, there's the teamwork aspect. Who knows? I don't know. If this is a real game, please tell me. I would love to play it.
1: Yeah, this sounds like a great game. I'd like to play it too. It sounds like well, it sounds like the best between all worlds. <laughs> oh. Quick,
0: quick! We can't release this episode of the podcast. TM, TM, yeah. TM. We're gonna make a TM, <laughs> TM. If you make this game, we're gonna sue you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> copyright Slot. <Stop. laughs> yep.
0: Okay. Last question, Cameron.
1: Okay.
0: Why is McHale the greatest character?
1: I'm not going to assume something, but I think it's because he's an angel. That's why. So ah, sorry, you're is wrong. He he's he an not, angel?
0: No, he's not an angel. He's a virion. Like
1: yeah. So he's, he's not. A, well, th- there you go. He's cool because he's not an angel.
0: Oh, I like that. I like that. I think Mikhail is the greatest character because his attack animation involves him shooting many versions of himself at people.
1: <laughs> oh, in the B- BCI thing, <laughs> Brad's yeah. like, so so. Brad says to me about that, right? He's like, I want to see uh, me like Mikhail just constantly getting warped around the screen and stuff. And so I did it how he wanted it, and I'm like, this is just way too much. And so I ended up just making it shine and Mikhail pops out and goes up into the heavens.
0: <laughs> no, but you have to understand, okay, listener, you have to understand that this isn't the Mikhail stand-up shining and then flying into the heavens. No, 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 no. When, the Mikhail, when Mikhail attacks the enemy, another Mikhail pops up to where the enemy is. The, your Mikhail <laughs> is still on the board, but there is another Mikhail that pops up to where the enemy is and then flies up and fades into heaven.
1: Now it sounds really dumb that I did it that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what it looks like is Mikhail is attacking you by sending himself. Like he makes a shadow clone and then the shadow clone flies (laughs) into heaven. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand.
1: I'm gonna change that now. Now that you've mentioned it it sounds dumb but it, it was supposed to be a silhouette like Him giving his blessings down towards the person before he hits them. That was Uh, the whole idea. I see. But but now that you said it, I'm like, oh, I want to change that now. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm not saying it's bad, okay?
0: I'm just saying it's silly. I thought that was the entire point, though. I thought, like, Mikhail's Mikhail, so he can send miniature versions of himself to attack you.
1: It's funny, because at the time I was working on the Serafina attack animations... And what happens is with Serafina, it was the most complex animations I've ever done. But Serafina doesn't actually move or attack. She's got a pop-up that pops up and it's a blue hologram version of her and she'll punch them. Yep. So, so yeah, it was crazy. So I might've got it from Serafina making these projectile things.
0: So, Mm. oh, rib. Uh, rip, rip, and pepperonis, <laughs> dude. I mean, like you yeah, could just rip. keep the same animation, but like your your stand up just disappears when he attacks. Yeah, his his yeah, stand up should disappear, and then that then it would make sense. Like yeah, he I'll do that. like fun, he man. Dragon Ball instant transmissions to where the opponent is, and then pack, and then he flies into heaven, and then he drops back down to where he used to be.
1: Yeah. That's what I'll do. I'm like 99% certain I'll do that. All right. Think,
0: goody, so yeah. goody. Gucci, Gucci, fam. Gucci, Gucci, gang. Okay, so that pretty much does it for our 99 questions segment. And Cameron, I, I'm sad to say, but this episode of the podcast has been going on for a little bit too long, so we have to end right now.
1: All right. We'll end right now.
0: All right. So as usual, that's been me, your host, Marco DeSantos, also known as Mechanic Reg, and with me has been my amazing, splendiferous, awesome, and magaling at magandang co-host, Cameron? Yes Second indeed Nijemski? Yes indeed Cameron Nojemski If you guys want us to partake in any source of media for what we've been doing segment You want us to talk about a specific thing about development or a specific character from one of our games Or if you have any comments, questions or suggestions Please put them all in the comment section down below and we will get to them If you have questions that you want us to answer in our 99 questions segment Please uh, answer our Google form where you can uh, get that question to us as soon as possible Without much else to say Thank you! so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and thank you world of indians thank you and good night good night guys happy gaming